0: Okay, so today we're biting off a big topic, and the topic is forgiveness, Mm. particularly forgiveness in marriage. But really, we're going to talk about the whole idea of forgiveness, at least as we see in Matthew 18, and hopefully provide a foundation for forgiveness. A lot of times when we talk about it, or when we in modern culture, when we address forgiveness, it's mostly in the context of you need to forgive so you can experience freedom.
1: Mm, Which isn't bad.
0: It's not bad. That's part of it. It doesn't stop there. But it does not stop there. That's just a one piece, that's just one piece of a much bigger picture mm-hmm. that I believe can be much more transformational for, for us indi- as individuals and for us as married couples. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're going to share what we've been studying, and it should be a good time. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here, we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on Candid Gospel-Centered Conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. I think there's a lot of myths around forgiveness, too, even just in our beliefs as Christians. Hmm. Huh. You know, we, well, there's always, like, the forgive and forget, right? And, like, the, um... When, once you forgive, it's like, you don't, like, how, you do, how do you, co- yeah, do you just close yeah. the door or do you, like, never talk about it or how, do, How? what are the terms and, like, areas that you're allowed to bring it up if you're experiencing something from, you know, a past wound or anything, but.
0: Well, forgiveness is hard, too. The reason why it's, <laughs> this, this topic we're talking about, and I'll get in, we'll get into the context and why it's saying this, but it's hard because we, okay, so not all hurts are created equal. Mm-hmm. Not all marriages are create, created equal. Not all people are created the same mm-hmm. in that we have different nuances in how we process things. Our personalities are different. And people get hurt, I think, more deeply right. in certain, certain ways than others. And so it's really tempting to project onto another person's relationship and say, yeah. hey, you, f- you forgave him, right? Or you forgave her, right? You should be okay now. Right, you should right. you should be working. You should be done with this. Right, in other words, I'm annoyed with you. Stop being hurt. Right? right, and that's not loving. That's not empathetic.
1: Jesus does not do that with us. Thankfully, and I don't think that's what Jesus <laughs> is calling us to.
0: Is no. this, we're not called to be aloof and not in touch with our true emotions. I think that's it's a form of of lying if you are lying about how you're feeling. I think we need to be honest about that. But I do think forgiveness is attached with some tangible actions mm-hmm. that are more rooted hear this, more rooted in self-control and self-discipline than they are in changing how you feel.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so we'll hmm. talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, before we do that, let's do some housekeeping. Let's do and it. And then oh, I actually have a question. I want to cle- clear the air on something I said about pornography last, I think it was in our last episode.
1: Sure.
0: So I'll do that just after this quick bit of housekeeping. But um, yeah, so first, first, And most important thing is if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, as we always like to ask, um, leave a review. It helps us a lot. It helps us get the, 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 uh, the word out about Christian marriage, particularly the gospel and how it bears weight on every facet of marriage and really how marriage is just an expression of our understanding of the gospel and Mm -hmm. of the gospel in our own lives. It's a really beautiful thing. So, um, that's what we're talking about. So if you've got something out of this, we'd love we'd love it and appreciate it if you'd leave a star rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. On that same vein, if you've appreciated this content and you want to be a little bit further along in terms of helping us get the content out there, you can help us tangibly through patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Patreon's a website that allows creators like us to partner directly with our listeners and readers just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, To incrementally fund what we're doing, so we're not so dependent on platforms like Mm -hmm. advertising or even Facebook and Instagram, which we all know. I'm not sure how long we'll be able to talk about Jesus in those places. (laughs) So I want to make sure that we're we're at least we can continue this mission beyond uh, beyond that. So go to Patreon.com/slash Fierce Marriage if you're if you want to uh, join forces with us. There are some freebies. Mm -hmm. We we give away some books. Mm -hmm. We give away rings to some to uh, people. Sometimes
1: you get some insider information and, and we ask questions.
0: And if you join now, you get early access to our Fierce Marriage e- ebook or no Fierce Marriage online course. Yes.
1: <laughs> I think that's already out. Isn't Fierce that? Marriage <laughs> online
0: course is not out, but no, the ebook the is. Yeah. Ebook
1: is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you join now, yeah, you can, I think for the next, uh, about a week, you'll be able to have access to that for free. Otherwise it's going to go up. Ah, anyway. And the third piece is if you have a question, go to FierceMarriage.com slash podcast and (laughs) I almost forgot it there. (laughs) And you can ask a question, which is where this question came from.
1: Right. So last week we talked about um, dating in marriage, dating and marriage and dating in marriage. Which our intro
0: was a bit confusing but I, I let it yeah I let five it ride.
1: considerations when dating to marry or as a married couple and so it sounded um,
0: a, when i introed that topic it sounded it sound funny it sounded oh i re-, re listened to it and it was like sounds like you're kind of talking about being married and then dating kind of extramaritally that's not what we were oh, saying
1: definitely not definitely uh, not. date but, your spouse
0: but i did clarify enough to the <laughs> point where i didn't have to i didn't feel like i needed to go back and re-record it but oh, that's good anyway so we talked about that last week
1: right and so somebody wrote in, I believe it's a gentleman, right? Yeah. Uh, about a, por- a porn addiction. Um, not you said, so yeah, I'll just recap. So yeah. I think
0: somewhere toward the end of last week's, uh, and I really appreciate this gentleman calling me out on this. Yeah. I really do. And he was very loving, very, I mean, he made a really good point in a very loving way. So yes. I really appreciate it. Uh, I had said that it's very likely this will be a lifelong struggle if you've dealt with porn or you are dealing with porn and, and, and that I think is not a hope filled. And this is what the guy was, uh, this is what this gentleman was calling me out on is it's not really a hope filled declaration to say that right in the sense that I don't, I want to clarify, I don't think you'll have to, you'll deal with the addiction so much as you'll always have to be vigilant right. about this area. I mean, the same way that I, who once was addicted to pornography, I would say, I would, I would say that I don't ever feel that addiction now in the same way, but there's always, it's like we were talking about it before the show. Yeah. It's like a dried pile of tinder just right. and I don't mean to use that word intentionally, that's a given the app and all that. But there's it's like a dried pile of sticks just waiting to be set ablaze. Right. And so there's certain shows I won't watch, like Game of Thrones. I won't touch well, we that watch, has actual yeah. porn in it, I think. <laughs> You're close to it. Yeah. But I w- I won't touch that with a ten foot pole because I just I just don't need We're
1: guarding our hearts, that in my so life. Guarding our minds, yeah.
0: Although I'd love me a good like fantasy fiction, all that kind of stuff that wasn't in terms of the genre, right? Like Lord of the Rings type stuff, but I just can't, it's just not worth it. And so that's what I mean. That's what I meant to say. So I appreciate the clarification. Uh, it's not, I think there is definitely freedom to be had from the addiction of pornography In Christ, right? It's possible to find freedom in Christ. It's possible to be delivered from it. There's the the gentleman that wrote in was talking about it takes two to five years for healthier neural pathways to be established. um, Once to establish that new, because it's like a drug. So you have to really fight against it for a period of time to reestablish your thought processes and your neural pathways. So the habit's not as strong. Right. And so that plus obviously the Holy Spirit, self-control, the freedom in Christ, identity in Christ can lead to, I think, freedom from addiction. But I won't, I do want to be clear that I think it does, is something you have to be vigilant about. It's very easy to to fall back into it. Right.
1: Just unless you live in a cave or a hole, it's like you just kind of, in our day and age, you have to be vigilant. Um, As a, as a human being, you know, what, what is, what are your eyes seeing? What are your ears hearing? Mm. Um, what are you, what's occupying your mind and your heart space? You know, and I think that's, those are important things to be aware of and that, yeah, you have to fight vigilantly for that and that's okay and that's a good thing. And, you know, self-control is fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is.
0: And the 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 whole reason that we're coming back to this is if that's something that you're dealing with in your marriage, either as someone who's addicted or someone who's married to a person who's addicted to pornography, I want to make sure that there's hope for you and you feel the hope right. of Christ in that area, because hopelessness is not our right. It's it's not our our um. It's not what we're called to as pe- people in Christ. Right. We're called and to we'll, hope in Him.
1: Well, and I think that walking in purity, walking, you know. Without having looked at porn, without having masturbated, without having any of those things happen is, is yes, a mark of purity and it's a mark of like the Holy Spirit at work in you. But I don't think that we should just say once we get to those points, then we never have to be vigilant again. Like sometimes I think right. we think so black and white about it as far as like.
0: I'm free of that, right? I, I don't have just, to yeah. deal with
1: that anymore. And then we're like, well, why are we dealing with this again? And it's like, well, we're human beings, and we we go back to our sin, and because not, you
0: were wrong, you do have to deal with right, it. Still, in but the terms Holy of Spirit is vigilant. powerful yeah.
1: in that he he produces self control in us over time through through us, you know, choosing to to renew our minds with the things of God, choosing to um, dwell on on what the Lord would Mm -hmm. have us dwell on. And so that's where I think it's produced in us. And again, not to say, so like if, if, if Ryan has a, a downfall or has a, a, he makes a mistake and
0: a downfall, you know, a a
1: stumble or something. I don't know what to call it. I'm
0: falls down. (laughs) My
1: words are just lacking these days. It's the
0: pregnancy brain. It's okay. It is. So if he
1: stumbles, I'm not like, oh gosh, we've just fallen back into this pit of despair. It's like, no, this is like, this is where we're at. God has, you know, purified his heart and we are, we are partners in this and we're going to walk through this. We have the tools and understanding. Does that mean that he is like perfect? No, but it still means that God has purified him and it's not like,
0: and I will say this because I want to be clear when you say that it's, we've experienced years of freedom. It's mm-hmm. not just like weeks on end. It's not right. a week, week long thing or a month long thing, or even a year long thing. It's years plural in that it's, it's, it's a long lasting change that has happened right. in our marriage and in my heart. Right. And like, I'll, I'll just give you a quick example. If, if I'll be like, uh, you know, browsing through Netflix, trying to find something to watch. Right. Right. There's all kinds of things <laughs> that just the thumbnail is very right. subjective. Subject, yes. Suggestive. Yes. And so, I no longer a have a desire to really like entertain whatever that thumbnail is trying to you know sell, sell me you. on. Yeah. But also, the Holy Spirit is so faithful to just remind me like in an instant, hey, not productive, going to lead you to that burning wood pile. Right. <laughs> Turn around and go right. somewhere. And so it's so easy. It's become so easy to just brush that stuff aside. It's like a fly now. Right. Right. It's it's just like just swatted away, it's gone. Which is Get all all, my life. like
1: glory to God and all praise glory to God yeah, to, so, like, for his grace. And yeah. I think that, you know, this leads us into our, our topic of forgiveness. I mean, last week we talked mm, about dating way. and we talked about beliefs, and I think we have to really define our terms of like what do we mm. what do we know and believe the Bible says about forgiveness. Um it is I think forgiveness is practiced the most in the relationships closest to us. Uh, first obviously our spouse and our and our in within our marriage mm. and then the relationship with our kids, at least that's my experience. Maybe you mm. all are perfect parents. That's probably it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably. Um but humbling yourself, repenting identifying the sin and repenting. I mean, Clementine, our youngest, is just so funny about this. You have to acknowledge what you did wrong with her before <laughs> she starts she's merciless. pulling out of whatever emotional like state that she's in. So but if,
0: what kills me is that it's not it's not wrong like what we do is usually not wrong she she feels it as wrong so I'll like give her feels
1: the injustice of something
0: so we say if they feel like we're being too like cross with them which is like a British term (laughs) that they say like we're being grumpy right you were grumpy to me (laughs) well like yeah I yelled at you not yelled but I was firm with you because we have yelled at our kids we have we do yell at our kids periodically. (laughs) we're not
1: perfect (laughs) It's, 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 it's after it, days of patience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just the Sometimes the volume is back. necessary to get the
0: point across. It's yelling and love. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Don't judge oh, us. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, Moving on. If you're perfect and you figure this out, go ahead and write in. Give us the secrets, all right? But anyway, I, I'm like, yes, I was firm with you because it, I said it 20 times, yeah. really nicely and lovingly. <laughs> Which I was is way probably too many wrong. times. I should have <laughs> right. said it three times
1: should should say it once eventually. And I'm like... And I wasn't
0: even... And I was just barely firm. And she's, then she, like, gets... She just folds. Yeah. And then she's like... And she will not she give up until you acknowledge that you, you were grumpy to yes, her. Yes.
1: You have to say, did I... Did mommy hurt your feelings by how she talked? Mm-hmm. And then she pulls out of it. And she's, like, laughing the next day. It's like she makes you acknowledge it. And it's very humbling. And I think we we may not, like, do that as adults. Like, mm. Ryan doesn't sit there and cry all the time sometimes. <laughs> when I... And when i Waiters to throw when husband i under the bus <laughs> when i i'm not a cryer. when I hurt him, he's not um but when I wrong him or I, I i go up against him or something he he won't he may not sit there and cry about it, but he may sit there and give me like a cold shoulder about it right well, I, our I responses look different husbands may but not we cry, still but kind of
0: husbands mope
1: yeah, <laughs> husbands or they withdraw mope. right, or we just Ooh. we just kind of sit back with our arms crossed. Like the kid in the corner that's just yeah. like waiting for you to yeah. come and, you know, repent and
0: tell us of your wrong. Fine. You don't want to be intimate with me? Fine. I'll just, I don't even care about you. Right. I'll be fine. And <laughs> so, then three days later when you come crying, I'm going <laughs> to shut the door in your face. Right.
1: Definitely not forgiveness. Definitely not healthy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the major marks of a believer is just your ability to to forgive, and again, not your ability, but the Holy Spirit at work mm, in you producing good. that that uh, self-control. I, f- I, I feel silly saying this, but I feel like forgiveness is a, a spiritual discipline, but I don't know if it's like an actual labeled spiritual discipline. I
0: think it goes alongside fellowship. Uh, Christian fellowship Prob- yes. is a spiritual discipline, and I think it would probably go alongside that. Right, yeah. And right. It, you can forgive outside of the church, right? There's people that aren't believers Absolutely. that you need to forgive, and so there's a caveat there. Which is very
1: counterculture, but... I think at least in my experience people if they've been you know justifiably wronged they are not quick to forgive right like they are just like i want you to know how wrong you've been Mm. and they just kind of rub it in their face whereas god is jesus is which we'll get into is just like remember your debt and remember what i forgave so we'll jump into that but we just definitely want to explore you know like define what forgiveness is and what it's not Um, it's not just like this, get out of jail free card. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And when we forgive, what, what's the cause and effect of that? Like when, when we forgive, what is that actually extending? And then what would be, what would be the effects of us not forgiving? Mm. I mean, I feel like that's, yeah. yeah, And our experience with forgiveness, you know, we can share a a story or so, but, you know, again, knowing what the Bible says and what, Christ's life just offers, is a full offering of forgiveness, right? Mm. And so I think it's important for us to understand what it is and how specifically we can forgive in marriage. It's such a tall order. You know, I feel like, at least I feel like that, but God is like, absolutely. I can help you with this. I can equip you and enable you to do this.
0: So it is a huge order. And I think that's what we're going to get into in Matthew 18.
1: It should be, right?
0: It's well, it's it massively countercultural t- to us today. It was massively countercultural in the day it was written.
1: Right.
0: Here's why is because Jesus is not just calling us to forgive each other when it's like when it's convenient, when it's right, when it feels like it's the next step in the right. relationship. He's calling us to forgive in a limitless, generous, boundless fashion. Hmm. Okay, and that is a very different way that so like the way. Okay, so why that grates on me is because okay if I think through. Maybe you're in this boat, but if, if you've been betrayed, like severely betrayed, which I have, okay, I think not we all... By me, not, by, not by me, but a family but member. A family member. <laughs> yes. As consistently hurt, very close family member, consistently hurt and betrayed both of us mm-hmm. and the rest of our family. And it's very hard to look at that and then look at the scripture and say, God, if you're loving and I'm your child, you're my father, you've even called me your son mm-hmm. in Christ, how can you expect this of me? If you're a God of justice, why won't you see justice? Or how can you expect me not to want justice also? And how is my forgiveness? It feels like you're giving up your right to justice. Right. When and, you forgive. When you forgive. Right. What? Because you're basically saying, like, you owe me this, and I'm going to say you don't owe me this anymore. That debt is mm. wiped clean. But you owe it to me. So unless... And, and that's... feels like there's
1: an element of control in there, yes, right? That well, he, and And just, just because we're like... Just because... We are justified in Christ doesn't mean that we can, when we forgive, we're not saying, again, it's not a free pass, right? Like when we're, when we're free, there's a lot to it. On some levels it is, on other
0: levels it it might not be. So like... from a moral standpoint, from a righteousness standpoint, it is absolutely a free pass. Meaning that I can't hold it against you from a moral standpoint. Right. Now, however, I may forgive your debt, in that I don't expect you to somehow make it right for before I can love you again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I might not trust you soon.
1: Right, and I think I that's... might not
0: feel good about our relationship anytime soon. But I can make a choice to actually walk as if I have forgiven you, and right. that's I think where the self-discipline comes in, self-control, and just walking in the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, we'll talk about that later. Right. Galatians 5. So let's read the scripture. Can we do that next? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to read. We're going to do something new. I'm going to read all the way to verse 29 or okay, verse 28. So this is Matthew 18,
1: verses 21 through 28?
0: Yeah, and I'll read I'll to read 27. You read 28 and on. No, 21 to what? 35. Okay. 21 to 35. So the parable of, of the unforgiving servant. Then Peter came up and said to him, He's talking to Jesus. Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as 7 times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you 7 times, but 77 times. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him,
1: When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you. And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers Mm -hmm. until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart."
0: It's always really scary to read that last line, you know it's a good passage when it ends with something really like jarring
1: my heavenly Father will also do to you hey. yes,
0: cringy, yeah, okay, so first off, like we said this this message of forgiveness is radically countercultural, I do mean radical not in just in the in that like stereotypical Modern. sense, but yeah. like in a true sense it's radical, but it was also here's the thing very radical for the Jews to hear, mm. okay, so Matthew, just a quick. It's, it's one of the Gospels, right? Is right. written for Jews. Specifically, that's why it starts with the genealogy. It's written to uh, help explain, like, the Jews were expecting the arrival of a Messiah, and Matthew's here to tell them and explain to them, Jesus is that man. He claimed to be that man, and he actually is that man. And so he wrote the whole book of Matthew specifically to the Jewish people, to people who would have understood all the history, mm-hmm. okay? So they lived the jewish people lived in a culture of atonement right if you sinned you or had self atonement a- self atonement and atonement you, if you sinned you had to atone for it right blood sacrifice you go to the temple do all the different things according to the law right that's the only way you can be cleansed from that sin okay so that is their entire culture and jesus is taking <laughs> he takes that message and literally flips it on his head and say and says no more like that debt mm. has been paid. And the way he does that is he's bringing a message that tells us that basically Jesus has, we, we were indebted to Jesus. He has wiped that debt clean and he's calling us to do that for each other. Mm. Okay. So it's very countercultural, And I think, so it's, I say that to help paint the picture, but also to help us kind of reconcile this with whatever tension you might feel and say, okay, that's why I feel that tension. It's countercultural in our own hearts, like as right. we described earlier, because there's a spot in our hearts that Jesus is addressing here mm-hmm. where we want justice on our own terms. Mm-hmm. I want you to atone for what you've done to me, I, and I won't forgive you until you until you prove to me right. that you deserve my forgiveness. Right. Jesus is saying that that's not the thing, that that's not the way right. of, of the kingdom of heaven. And if we do that, if you do not forgive your brother... Then he will also not forgive you <laughs> he, right or he'll throw you in jail. That's what it, the heavenly father, heavenly father will will throw you in jail metaphorically speaking metaphorically
1: speaking. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that it feels counterculture cultural too, because there are there are things that we believe about forgiveness that are not true, right? Like we talked about earlier, just like that we're you know forgive and forget, right. So mm. many people will, and and yes, God says, you know, in the Bible, um this is from an article on the Acts 29 network which we can post in the show notes. You know, Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-four. for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Um, and it says like this language of the prophet is, metaf- is metaphor, a word picture designed to emphasize God's gracious determination hmm. and resolve not to hold us liable for our sin. He's canceled the debt and will never demand payment. But God can't literally forget, right? Because he's omniscient. That would go against like, that would undermine his truth, the truth of his omniscience. That's and good. so
0: well, I just want to say we, we see an echo of that same, go and sin no more in the passage about forgiveness later in Luke seven, which is kind of along, not parallel to, but along the same lines of what we're reading out of Matthew 18 here. Right. Which is, I think I have it as, yeah, it's uh, it's therefore I tell you, um, her many sins have been forgiven. This is the woman who was anointing Jesus with oil, I believe. And as her great love is shown
1: caught in the middle of adultery, right?
0: Yeah. But whoever has been, has forgiven little love loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. So basically if you're, whoever forgives little loves little, little whoever forgi- is forgiven much, loves much. And
1: aren't we all forgiven of much?
0: Well, that's exactly what Jesus is saying. <laughs> and so let's recap this passage uh, from Matthew 18 real fast. I'll just do it really fast. So starts with the king. He wishes to settle accounts, mm-hmm. as kings sometimes will do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody owes him money. He says, you know what? I'm tired of people owing me money. Everybody pay back <laughs> pay your debts. Up. Okay, there was one man. Okay. In particular, who owed 10,000 talents. Okay, Selena, question. How many how much is a talent worth?
1: <laughs> uh, you can't read it. A million. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Don't jump to there. Okay. Okay, a talent so there are different ways of looking at this. I'm just going to use the one that's kind of the more mainstream way. Okay, most scholars agree that one talent was worth roughly 20 years of a of a um general laborer's work.
1: He owed 10,000 talents. He owed
0: 10,000 of 20 years of labor. Okay. So, okay. So (laughs) it's very bad business decision, (laughs) I'm guessing, or like, Hey, give me money. I can buy it. I think the point of the thing, the point of Jesus saying
1: this
0: (laughs) is to show that it's insurmountable. Okay. But let's, let's carry this out to the end. Okay. So, uh, 10,000 years of, uh, 10,000 talents is worth about 200,000 years of work. Okay, okay, so I've calculated as $50,000 a year. It's what an average I don't know, average worker like blue collar, I don't know what the wages or just average worker would make 50,000 a year. Let's just use that number. You probably make more, listener, let's just be honest.
1: <laughs> no, that seems high. We lived on less.
0: I've like uh, We lived on like 28,000 a <laughs> <Yes>. year. <laughs> anyway. A- anyway. Um it's all good. So at that at that wage, that calculates out to 10 billion dollars. Okay, so ten billion dollars is what this guy owed the king. Um, Like you were saying, the point that again, that's not even considering the fact that this man would have had to give every penny of every hour he worked to the king. It means he would have been living on the streets, eating nothing. So he would have had to pay for his food, pay for a place to stay, place to stay, and it would have probably taken more than you know. Would have been closer to earning you know twenty billion dollars to pay back the actual ten billion dollar debt.
1: Right.
0: Okay, so that that man owed owed him money. So the king. Wipes that debt clean. Mm-hmm. $10 billion debt. You know what? You're good. You pleaded. You're good. <sighs> I'm not going to throw you in prison. I'm not going to sell your family. <laughs> We're good. Goodness. And so that same man, jubilant. Yes. Jubilee is the actual term for like forgiveness of this sort of thing. So he was jubilant. He left. You look, you're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> no, I no. Go ahead.
1: You're like, Ugh. No, because I have a thought, but I'm waiting to share it. So. Okay.
0: That same man was owed a hundred denarii. Okay. Selena, how much is a hundred denarii worth? <laughs> Okay, I won't even so one talent's worth Same about
1: Same as leprechauns and unicorns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know nickel. what's the ratio of leprechauns to unicorns. <laughs> so one shroot buck. How
0: <laughs> <laughs> many shroot bucks? Okay, so one of these uh, okay, a hundred denarii I lost my point. One talent is worth three thousand denarii.
1: Right. Okay.
0: If you calculate the number of talents times that what the worth in denarii it's about 30 million denarii versus 100 denarii. So this man was just freed of a 30 million denarii debt worth <coughs> 10 billion in today's dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was just freed of a 30 million denarii debt, but he goes and starts strangling his friend who owes him 100
1: denarii.
0: Mm. Okay. So the servants, uh, the, he demanded it, start strangling him, uh, threw him in prison. The king caught wind of it and threw the wicked servant in prison, the mm-hmm. man who was forgiven the debt. And and basically said, hey, you're stuck in here until you can pay back the debt, which that was a death sentence. You, right. That was a death sentence for that right. man. Okay, so what is Jesus even teaching us in this? The first point, <laughs> you were you were starting to allude to it, but you had a thought.
1: Well, I don't know if it's the same first point because I haven't read through all of your notes. Oh, you're notes. fine. But I just, I I think... For me, I would be like, I, I would want to pay the king back. And so I think the Ooh. bent of my heart is like, well, if he owes me money, then I need to go get all the money that's owed to me so that I can try to pay <laughs> the king back. Right. Which is a whole nother like.
0: I'm going to debunk that later. I know.
1: It's a whole nother can of worms. Because yeah. Jesus, the, the whole point is that you were forgiven and there's no debt owed. So if there's no debt owed, how can you hold that against?
0: That is a point I didn't re- I didn't recognize. That is true. Good. Thank you. Good, thank you. <laughs> so I, but I have another way of looking at that. Yep. So uh, the first point I think Jesus is teaching us, and this is why an Ellicott, who's a uh, commentator, um, he wrote in his commentary to this end, but essentially that we are the servant. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are the wicked servant in this, in this parable. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We're not the king. We're not the one who, you know, owed less. We are the one who owes so much and is forgiven much. The point of the amount of debt, which is like, how could that servant rack up a $10 billion tab with this king? A, what is he doing with that money?
1: Right. (laughs) Which was my question, right? (laughs) What could
0: he possibly be doing with that money back then? And why would the king lend so foolishly to somebody? Right. Okay. So the point of it is not, it's not, it's not literal. It's a, hey, this debt is insurmountable. Right. It can never be paid back. That's the point. And by the way, you owe it. So Jesus is making that point. Ellicott confirms. He says, 10,000 talents. It's hardly necessary to discuss in detail the value, its value in modern coinage. Um, The sum is evidently named in its vast vagueness to indicate the immensity of the debt which man owes to God. The absolute impossibility of his ever clearing off the aggregate, ever accumulating of sins of omission and commission, which are brought home to his conscience when God takes account with him. So the whole point that Jesus is making first is that, hey, you're the guy that owes money. Mm. And I'm calling your debt. Mm. Okay. The second point is this, is that your debt has been cleared. Mm. Okay. So that's the good news. Okay. But bad news is we owe the good news is it's cleared. And so that's the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I just like, I love to think about it like this. Okay. So if we, what do we do nowadays, if we have an insurmountable debt, so say Selena, I, um, God forbid something happens they to me. We just take out
1: more debt basically to pay off debt, right?
0: Well, no. I mean, you either. Okay. So say our I house. You
1: sell everything.
0: They The bank says, you owe all the money on your house right now. Pay it or, or get out. And we say, <laughs> well, we'll try to sell our house really fast and we can't sell right, it. Right. And so they say, all right, well, where's the money? We say, well, we don't have our full house value in our bank account right now. Right. They say, all right, well, give me that. Uh, give me that house back. And we still, you know, we're, we basically are, we're, we're hosed. Mm-hmm. We have to declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> I didn't just say it, Oscar. I declared I it. Declare <laughs> it. <laughs> but anyway, so we declare bankruptcy and we throw our hands up and we surrender. And we say, there's no way I can possibly pay this debt. I need, what's the word? I need forgiveness of right. this debt. And that's mm-hmm. what bankruptcy is. That
1: is the place.
0: Okay. And so yeah. we do the same thing. Morally and existentially with Christ, when we run to him, we say, Christ, I cannot repay you right. for your holiness. I cannot repay you for the sin that I've, I've actively and passively perpetrated against you. Right. I need forgiveness. Mm. And he is saying that you have it. Existentially and morally and spiritually, you have forgiveness mm. of all those, all, all that debt. Um, to the perfect holy God, and now we can be in u- communion with Him through union with Christ, right? right? The doctrine of union with Christ. So, really cool stuff. We are the servant. We have, and we owe a debt. Our debt has been forgiven. That's the second point. And here's the kicker. This is, I think, the the crux of what Jesus was getting at here is that when we do not forgive, we're acting like the wicked servant. And so, because remember, Peter asked him the question: "Is how many times should I forgive my brother?" Hmm. How many times should I should he wrong me and ask for forgiveness and actually give him forgiveness and G, and he says should I do it seven times and G, Peter's keeping count
1: right <laughs> oh <What>? Peter <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh the rock upon which Christ built his church right um, Peter's keeping count and Jesus comes back with seventy seven it's almost like a snarky way of saying like. Don't keep count.
1: Yeah. Not. He's not saying
0: 77 actual times. He's no. saying like more than you can count, more than you can keep track well, and of. when we
1: understand, again, if we understand our sin, the sins of omission and sins of commission, right? The ones that we actually actively take and participate in or the sins of omission that we, we, we pass over, like we don't do something when right. we should do something. I don't even think we know all of that, all of the, just the way we live. Like, I feel like we're just dripping in sin and <laughs> God is just like a constant forgiveness. Like we are on fire with sin and he is just hosing us like all the time. We're awash
0: with grace. Yeah.
1: Yes. We're just awash with grace constantly. And we can only, I mean, I'm so guilty of being so self-righteous to think like, Oh, I've only been forgiven so little compared to other people's testimony and stories. But if I look at my life and the way I act or my motivations, or I dig down deep into maybe the darkness of some of my sin, I owe I f- I should owe more <laughs> than what I see, right? So I I am forgiven of so much, and I think it's not it's not ending at the darkness of like my sin. It's ending at mm. Christ has forgiven me of all this darkness of sin, and me identifying it and knowing it helps me know Christ even mm. more and experiences. Christ. And what does that
0: what does that do? Is it makes much it makes of much Christ, of Christ, and it's and, and we diminish so he can increase. That's what Paul was saying. That's right, what he was saying in Luke seven when he says he she who is or he or she who is forgiven much loves much because right. you have a vast view of your need. Right. Therefore you have a vast vaster view of your need fulfilled.
1: Well and that love spills over into how we function, yeah. right? And how we operate with each other in our marriage. So, you know, when I'm <laughs> when I'm always right and he's never he's always <laughs> wrong. No, <here's> the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, but when we when we aren't able to
0: let me hold it against each other. So yeah. I, I the, the example that I, that I'm I gonna think bring it through, around in marriage. Well, the example you give me the swirly finger. I hate that. <laughs> the <laughs> example to get a swirly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna give you a swirly
0: and a real swirly, old fashioned swirly That's later. What I'm saying. Um, so the thing I think about is like if you have an argument in marriage. I'm particular. I get hurt really much more deeply. I think than Selena does. Particularly during arguments, I tend to like take it to heart, so to speak. Right. Whereas you get hurt, but it's like once we talk about it, you're good. We can talk about it, and I'm like, I say that I love you and I forgive you, but I still want to somehow hold it against you. Well, you may not
1: feel it, right? Yeah. Which kind of affirms, seems to affirm the, for us, it validates, Mm -hmm. right? Or,
0: you know, and we're talking in our terms, but there are lots of marriages where there's a deep betrayal. Yeah. An adulterous affair, an emotional affair. Mm or a you know a, trust a severe pornography addiction that's yeah. not been revealed after years yeah. of being a you know, part of their lives or some, some other addiction, whether it be drug, alcohol, gambling. I mean, there's a ton of bigger, I would say, maybe more consequential. I'll use that's that word. That's a better word. More consequential hurts mm-hmm. that are very hard to recover from consequentially. All right? So there are different... There's, a, there's forgiveness and then there's dealing with consequences. Right. I think those are two separate things and I think it's really hard to separate our feelings of forgiveness from the consequences of the act perpetrated against us. Right. So, but okay. I don't want to gloss over that stuff. That's very real. If you're hurting, I'm not saying stop hurting, get over it. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that Jesus is giving us a foundation to begin the process in a very holistic way. And he's using this example to say, when we don't forgive, regardless of your offense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. That's the hard truth.
1: That's a hard truth.
0: Is that even if your, your wife or your husband has had an affair on you, um, hmm. If you do not forgive, you are acting like this servant. And that's a hard thing to say mm-hmm. because it feels so unjust. Mm-hmm. But as we'll find out, the only way forward is to forgive in light of how much we're forgiven. See, the soon as we start... Calling other people on our debts, that's a dead giveaway. We've lost lost—we've lost sight of our debt to God and the repayment in Christ. Right. We've lost complete sight of it. We've forgotten the gospel. Mm. We need to be reminded of the gospel, reminded of our own debt and our own salvation in Christ and the love that we've received. I'm getting ahead of us now. <laughs> so that we can then let that love soak us. Right. Reign in our hearts. Give us the freedom that Paul uh, Paul talks about in Galatians 5. He says, it is for freedom Christ has set us free. Don't take, a, take on again the burdens. Right of the yoke of slavery, reminding ourselves of that so that we can live in that freedom and then, li- and then give that freedom to others and give that love to others that we've experienced in Christ. We can love others as he has loved us. So right. that's the third point. I want to get on to the fourth one because this addresses what you're talking about uh, in terms of taking the 100 denarii to pay back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so not forgiving, okay, is not functional. Not forgiving is not an act of trying to functionally pay back the debt. You're not saying, like, if I do something against you and you hold it against me... Mm -hmm what jesus is saying is doing that is not a functional thing it's a heart orientation it has to do more with your pride than it does to have to do with actually trying to somehow make it right
1: how dare you <laughs> okay so let's call look me at out it. in my pride
0: so the denarii 100 denarii out of 120 million I denarii built this
1: company <laughs> i will burn you to cut to the ground
0: we're all over the place <laughs> Okay, 100 denarii out of 120 million? Yeah. Okay, so it's very irrational and nonsensical to say that he was going to claim that debt so he could somehow make it right with right. the king. Guess what percentage that represents?
1: 0.000083%. <laughs>
0: yes, good guess. <laughs> really good guess. I'm
1: really good at math. <laughs> okay, so that's not even... Sorry, a... we're homeschooling. My kids are going to be yeah, brilliant you know what, math people. Of... Just kidding. <laughs> so at point, least I
0: hope they're... Point 000, that's four zeros, 83%. That's not even approaching one 1,000th one of a percent. Right, right. Okay, so this is not even a drop in the bucket. It's an <sighs> atom in the bucket. Right. A five-gallon bucket. It's an atom of... It's a molecule of water in a five-gallon bucket. Right. And so for him to go back and get that was not functional. It was petty. Right. It was rooted in pride, and it was a hard orientation. That's the fourth
1: thing. <sighs> Thank you for telling me these things. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's good, though, because my that's my earnest, like... This is this is my earnest effort of what I would think to do. Maybe not in that way. I wouldn't go choke a guy, but I'd be like, hey, you know what? I kind of owe somebody some money, so could you help a girl <laughs> out? You is, know." Is, but that's but what you're saying is i I'm that, trying to earn that, whereas God is like, nope, you've been forgiven. forgiven. That's the crazy thing. And you need to sit in that, and you need to—it's th- from that place of forgiveness uh, that we are called to live. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things for us that to That place
0: of being co- totally and utterly released from our debt.
1: Released from our debt. And completely reliant on Christ, right? For the next steps, I think. Yeah.
0: So, because you brought up the point that why would he even do that if he had just had his debt released, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd been forgiven of his right. debt. And you're saying, well, he's not actually feeling or acting as if he's forgiven. It's just if me, this wrestling, is his heart yeah.
1: it's me wrestling yeah. with that because I think I have to keep coming back to that truth mm-hmm. of like, it is petty and it is prideful for me to think that I could ever repay God back, mm-hmm. right? There's no way and even in my good deeds and even me trying to smooth things over when really I know like I need to go forgive this person or I need to go ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Um that is truly the only way forward because that acknowledges again my weakness, my sin, my brokenness. Yeah. Not to end it there but to say, you know, God be glorified in this situation and mm. in my weakness. Isn't that what Paul says in my weakness like Christ is made strong and Yeah. That's like the whole his weakness, th- yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And you've just gotten to our fifth thing that I think Jesus is teaching us is that forgiveness is ultimately about the gospel. Mm. Okay, and here's why. We forgive ultimately as an expression. So ultimately in terms of at the end of the day, the whole reason we forgive if we're doing it the way Christ has taught us is we do it as an expression of gratitude and true belief true belief that we are forgiven immensely more than we ever deserved in Christ. Right. So it's a reminder, it's all about the gospel because if I can't forgive, it's because I haven't experienced the gospel. If I can't give grace it's because I've never experienced grace. If I can't give love, it's because I've never really experienced the love of God in Christ.
1: When all of those things like experiencing love and experiencing grace they require a dying to ourselves Mm. a a resignation of
0: of lordship of Christ. Right, and And I'm not going to
1: be able to pay this king back and this is this is the reality of the situation, and I have to f- come face-to-face with that truth, and that's good, and God wants mm. us there.
0: So it's about the gospel, I think, in two ways, that way, but also in the sense that if you—so, hypothetical situation here. If you wronged me in a very—let's you know, say, I don't know. I don't want to be too crass or too crude in how I say this, but hypothetically say you, you wrong me in a very severe way, and I'm just scarred and damaged from it, right? Mm-hmm what what are you What is your reaction if irrationally I say you know I forgive you and I love you mm-hmm. I still want to be married to you, I still want to be close to you, I still want to like be relationally close with you mm. I still want to experience every level of intimacy with you, I still want to grow old with you, I still want to raise babies with you. Right. I still love you. What is your reaction to that after
1: a puddle on the floor like you just melt and well, you just you crumble, you, everything about you is just surrendered and And and, you've
0: experienced the love of God in that moment. You've experienced what it's like to be forgiven in that moment. And that, the greater view, and that's, see, because in that moment, you have a great view of your debt to me. And I am taking that debt and I'm wiping it clean. What makes me love you you more? Yeah. When God has done that, and that's what Jesus is saying, is God has done that
1: Mm -hmm. for
0: every one of us when we are in Christ.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And not forgiving like this wicked servant is us forgetting that. It's us Mm -hmm. turning on that king and saying your your forgiveness was worth nothing to me, right, right. And that is uh, so. That's a very that's a very uh, big warning for right. us. I think we'd be wise to heed it.
1: I do. I know that we. <clears throat> I base. I touched on a few of these, but I think it just we need to reiterate that what there are myths about forgiveness. So when you're hearing forgiveness and you you're walking through something incredibly harsh, incredible, some incredible brokenness, maybe within your marriage, I think we have to understand that. It's it's not just forgiving and forgetting. It's not that you no longer feel pain from that offense, mm. and if forgiving someone, it's who's sinned against you is just. It doesn't mean you stop longing for justice in that situation. Right. It doesn't mean that you're going to make it easy for the offender to hurt you again, even. And it's it's forgiveness really. It's it's not always just a one time thing. I mean, I think there's forgiveness is a journey. I think we have to constantly yeah. be admitting to ourselves and extending Mm -hmm. that forgiveness, like saying, you know, forgiving ourselves, forgiving that person. And a lot of times I think when the bomb is dropped, when any sort of trust is broken, there's going to be a lot of just intentional, I don't feel this right now, but my feelings will catch up to where I'm at and where, and And the decision that God has called, God's called us to live. That's good. And that's
0: what I meant earlier when I was saying it's It's important. we we have to kind of separate the reality of forgiveness right from the reality of consequences, right? The consequence yeah. of the action, the yeah. consequence of the hurt, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we have to separate those two. It's hard because I don't always feel I feel the consequences. I don't feel the forgiveness, right. And so that 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 does not what I'm saying is that does not negate the need or the 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 presence of the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what Christ is saying is that, because the consequence the man still owed the other man a hundred denarii and that still hurt that he still he still owed the king 50 billion dollars right the king still felt the shortage right. of that that debt right but he forgave it right. and so there's two different realities there there's the shortage there's the the need that's still there that needs to be fulfilled some other way hmm. okay and there's the sense that the debt's been cleared so you no longer owe it but that's still right. there. And Jesus, that
1: elicit's different responses right yeah like,
0: and so there's a se- so if you if any couple who's ever been through a hard tr- tr- uh, hard uh season where they've had betrayal or whatever will tell you that which is exactly what you've just read is that forgiveness is a ongoing thing it's right. a t- it takes time it's it's a re- it's you have to continually live in that reality right. and as, I, as much as you have to remind yourself that yeah. you your identity
1: in christ well yeah and i think it's just worth saying because we can put all that pressure on ourselves that's yeah to you know to to pay that back or to not you know forgiveness is just such a grating word like you're grating cheese like a grater (laughs) it's like it grates on you a little bit because you're like you don't know my situation you don't know what i've walked through and but god does right and he knows the depths of it even more than we could ever explore i think in a lifetime and yet he still calls us to forgive and this is what it looks like and by knowing his word mm. we are better able to understand who he is understand the gospel understand what forgiveness means in the big context of the story of, of well, christ and right? that's
0: where we need to heed jesus's the story this right. parable is here for a reason right it's to show us exactly what you just said is like you don't know my pain He's, he's looking at that other servant who owes him 100 denarii and saying, you don't know what he said to me when I lend him that money. He said he would pay me back in two months, and it's been five months. Mm. Or he said, you don't know where that came from. That came out of my kid's college fund. You don't know my my, my story. And mm. the king is saying, you wicked servant.
1: Mm.
0: You wicked servant. I've, I've released <laughs> you of $50 billion. The
1: omniscient king. Right? I've released yes. you of
0: 10,000 talents, and you're holding, you're, you're strangling, you're choking this man. That's mm. what scripture says. Yeah. Because he owes you 100 denarii. You wicked servant. And so I think I hear what you're saying, but it's not an excuse to not forgive. Right. In According to the scripture. Don't shoot the messenger here. Right. But Jesus yeah. is saying there's freedom. And here's what we talk. There's an application to this. So there's actually five things I want to talk through real f- quickly because we're running out of time. Yeah. But five ways that we can apply this in general, but also within marriage. And they're very quick. And they all start with F. So they're easy <laughs> to remember.
1: <laughs> you know, you
0: got to have some alliteration in your life. It's important. The five F's of forgiveness. <laughs> Okay, the first one is the fact of forgiveness is this. You will need to do it. Yeah. Everyone will need to forgive at some point. We talked about we have a close family member who continues to betray and has lived a life of betrayal, and it has hurt our whole family. Like We, we have to learn. To, we have to come to, fa- come to grips with the fact that we have to forgive him. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the first one, the foundation of our forgiveness. And this, I think, is the big, big thing we should take away from today is that it comes from a great view of our own forgiveness in Christ. Okay. We read from Luke seven earlier. Therefore, I tell you her many sins have been forgiven. That's you and me. Right. Our many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. So she's lavishing gifts on Christ. And, but whoever has been given little loves little. Mm. And so he's talking to the more legalistic side of things and saying, if we don't feel the weight of our own forgiveness in Christ, then we're going to love little because I don't actually see a big view of him. I see a small view of him. Tiny sin, tiny need for a savior. I'm Mm. not that bad. Jesus is not that good.
1: If I'm honest that's, that's my struggle not that okay. Jesus is like is that good but I think being you know you you know yeah growing up in the church making right decisions mm-hmm. being obedient to his word I, I think that's the, that's more of the battle I face than than any like major well, yeah. major sin that is a major sin it's pride but do you know what, see yeah. I can't even talk about it without <laughs> having the wrong perspective so how is that for transparency everybody? so our
0: <laughs> okay yeah, I love you. So our foundation of forgiveness is that it comes from a great view of our own forgiveness in Christ. Big need, big savior, yes, big forgiveness. Okay. That is the foundation we stand on for the next one, which is the faith in forgiveness. Okay. Mm. So it's not always easy, but perfect justice will happen. So we're trusting that we, that Jesus is telling this stuff, not just to dismiss our hurt. Mm. He's telling this stuff for our good, for his glory, knowing that God is a God of justice still. Right. In some way or fashion, this will be made right. 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 Maybe here, maybe not here, maybe in another, in the next life, but he will make it right. And when we obey this passage. We are stepping out in faith, especially when we don't feel it. Mm -hmm. And what we can expect when we step out in faith, when we choose to believe Mm. that Christ's words are true and good for us and for our flourishing, we actually let him sit on the throne of our lives Mm -hmm. and be the king of our lives. And we say, yes, king, we'll obey you, king.
1: Yeah, even (laughs) if we don't understand or agree.
0: When we step out in the faith of that forgiveness, Mm. we get the fourth one, which is the fruits of forgiveness. Mm. Okay, so you will be set free. Uh, Paul talks about this in Galatians five one. He says, "For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again mm-hmm. to the yoke of slavery." When we choose not to forget, forgive. When we choose not to forgive, we heap upon ourselves the same yoke of slavery that we had before Christ. Right. And we we try to plow a field we have no <laughs> business plowing. Right, and with a yoke and and with a. <laughs> And with a hoe that is far too <laughs> big for us to pull. Too many, <laughs> too many innuendos in there.
1: <laughs> oh goodness!
0: So anyway, the the whole the whole thing is that we have no business taking on that yoke of slavery again when we're free in Christ. It is for that freedom He set us free. We need to walk in that walk in that forgiveness in faith and have the the freedom which is the fruit of that forgiveness. One
1: test what a testimony that is which gets into the fifth one is the full like purpose of forgiveness to partially mm. is to express deep gratitude and understanding of all christ has done to love and forgive us and what a testimony that is yeah. to maybe not only our spouse but to our children and how that extends yeah. out into our community and people seeing how forgiveness has happened and how the holy spirit and god have healed those wounds and how mm you may see scars and they may trigger some thoughts Jesus but had scars ultimately yeah Jesus had scars after the cross but those are representative of what was of, done. Of the victory even. What was completed.
0: And of what was completed, yeah. And I think it's okay to say, hey, we're we are victorious in Christ. It's not a prosperity. It's a fact. Like right. we're victorious in him because right. in him. Not he doesn't not make my, my plan victorious. No. He, his plan was victorious, so I can just ride on his coattails all the way through.
1: Right, it's all about. <laughs> and him. so we
0: have that. Vic- we can live in this way in a victorious way, and again, not triumphalism, not fake it till you make it. Not I can. that's a thing. Okay, <laughs> but not I can just fake it and just act happy and right. put on a good face <laughs> when I go out. Right. No, like you have to go deal with this stuff. Absolutely. You have to go get counseling. You have to yes. get counsel from a mentor or pastor right. or someone who's you. You know, have to bring people you.
1: into the situation Yes, and have them speak into it.
0: But so. that full purpose is to express that deep, deep truth of the gospel. Absolutely. And that, that is why we forgive. And so when we think, okay, I'm forgiving not because I need to be free. Freedom's part of this, okay? But I'm forgiving because of Jesus, because of his bigness, because of his goodness, mm-hmm. because of my big need that has been fulfilled in him. We've said that a thousand times on this podcast. Right. We'll probably say it a thousand more. But it's all about Jesus. It, really it all is. comes back to him. Specifically, this all blows up and magnifies ten times. I'm excited right now because <laughs> when you talk about this in context of marriage, where man is a husband is called to love love as his wife as Christ loved the church. Wife is called to submit to her husband as as the church mm-hmm. in a way that's godly, not worldly, but godly all of this makes sense. Marriage makes sense in yes. that I'm supposed to love you as Christ has loved the church. So I'm supposed to sacrifice myself, my own desires. I'm supposed to obey Christ in this and actually let my forgiveness of you be an outpouring of the gospel overflowing from my heart.
1: Right. And well, in my act of submission is just me and my struggle that, right? Like I have to, I get to accept this forgiveness. I get to accept this place mm. of freedom and therefore, I don't need to have control. Like, yeah. I don't need to be... Oh, um, you don't need
0: to claim that debt and wring my neck right. and figure it out. Yes, or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This
1: truth is just hitting my heart right now. It's good I stuff. can tell.
0: The Bible's good stuff. Big fan. So, big fan.
1: <laughs> big fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have some challenges for you, of course. Couples conversation challenge. And it, it's fairly simple. Is that, are there any areas in your life that... In your marriage. In your marriage that need this truth about forgiveness and mm-hmm. you need to forgive? Just, just hard pause, hard stop. <laughs> Are there any of those areas? Right. Uh, and then the second one, and I love it. I love saying it this way because it does help. Is can, how can you build habits of forgiveness into your marriage oh, for the next time your spouse sins against you? How can you build habits? So I say habits. Why? Because. We when need... you
1: hit your husband with a bat <laughs> over the head, he will. forget. No, oh just my kidding. goodness!
0: This just got really violent. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a cry for help. It's on record.
1: Somebody help me. You just build good habits. They won't. They won't make mistakes. It's a habit remember. because it's a
0: rhythm because we constantly need this reminder of the gospel because I'm always forgetting. I'm always like the living sacrifice. I'm not a good living sacrifice. I right. always crawl off the altar. Right. I, right. Always wanna, I always want to. I always want to live to my flesh, not to the spirit. Mm. I need a habit of a reminder of the gospel, and when I see forgiveness as a reminder of I've been loved this much in Christ. So how I have not, he's not held my sin against me. How, how right. could I possibly how hold yours possibly? against right. you? Absolutely. And so, um, what, what habits do you have in place to facilitate that? So a mm-hmm. couple things, honest conversation is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Give yourself bandwidth, margin mental margin time margin and a little bit of money to maybe go to a restaurant <laughs> and have honest conversations at least weekly not in the restaurant necessarily because that's expensive but at least weekly and and for sure at least every two weeks mm-hmm. like you need to be having this like let's very clearly, regularly yes yes let's clear out kind of what haven't we connected on how can we connect where am i at where are you at yeah um, that's a very tangible way to build in those habits so Bottom line is we can't be, we don't want to be like the servant whose debt was wiped clean, but we refuse to forgive our spouse. That we cannot be that. As Jesus instructed, we must forgive, not seven times, but 77 times. We need to lose count, be radically forgiving toward Mm. each other. Just as our debt was unfathomable, so our forgiveness of others should be without bounds. Mm. So our forgiveness of our spouse should be without bounds. So our forgiveness of our children should be without bounds. Mm. That's hard, but you know what? In Christ, it's possible. Absolutely. All right, let's pray.
1: Okay. You want me to pray? Yeah, I want to That was the the silent pause and look of, why don't you pray?
0: (laughs) Go ahead. You self-righteous person. Just get it done.
1: (laughs) God, thank you for your forgiveness towards us. I pray that each of us would understand the weight of our depth only to understand and experience your goodness and glory and grace in our lives, God. Mm -hmm. Help us to forgive each other um, as you have forgiven us. Help us to love because you loved us, God, to love our spouse, to love Mm -hmm. you, um, to love our family. God, give us the grace and the wherewithal to do that and to know what that looks like in every moment. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving us, for paying that debt. Mm -hmm. Help us to forgive, God. Show us how to forgive. We love you in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Oh, friends, I hope this, this conversation has been helpful. I know studying this has been really helpful. This came out of, by the it's way, very enlightening. our baseball chapel. So we're chaplains for our local minor league team. Mm-hmm. And so we got to talk through, you got to talk with a bunch of the wives through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You had a great conversation. I mm-hmm. got to talk to a bunch of the husbands to a lesser extent because I only get like 15 minutes on a game day with them.
1: The girls were, we were chatty for like you guys were
0: like two hours. two
1: hours. Yeah, it was great.
0: But it's God is doing good work. Um, and you know, when you watch baseball, this is a sidebar, but when you watch baseball, just know that there is an army of chaplains. I'm one of hundreds Mm. around the world, really, who are ministering to these players every Sunday. And so it's an honor to be a part of that big team. And I'm honored to see, to see what God's doing.
1: Yeah.
0: And we're honored to see what God's doing in that. Anyway, this, this talk came out of, um, our studying for that. So I know you get to be beneficiaries of that. It's Mm -hmm. a volunteer thing, by the way. It's not, it's just a Sunday thing. If you're wondering, I don't work (laughs) at the baseball stadium all day, every day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think with that uh, with that said, just a quick reminder, if you haven't and you've gotten something out of this, we'd love it and appreciate it if you leave a rating and review. And we also love and appreciate you, fair listener. All right? Yes. That's it. This episode is? In the can. All right. We will see you in about seven days. And until then, stay, stay fierce. Me? Fierce. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast.